Pastor John Cannon and the Congregation of Victory Church welcome you to this message from the Word of God. It is our heartfelt desire to see you grow closer to the Lord and to help you become all that He has created you to be. Our prayer is that through this ministry you would come to know Him in a greater way and that these teachings from Scripture would better equip you to fulfill His plan in your life. Now, let's join Pastor John as we study the Word together. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Victory Church today. Good morning, Dan. Good to see you all. So I want to continue this sermon series uh, that we've been on, uh, that we started last week called Parenting 101. And I hope and pray you enjoyed last week's message and that you went home every week. I'm giving you a, a homework assignment or something that, that if you choose uh, to put the work into it, that it can help you and your home and your family. Uh, and last week we talked about something that every family needs. And that's those core values. Uh, and I sent you home last week with a little worksheet of what you could do to try to work together uh, to build and establish some of those core values in your home. Because what you're doing, you're laying down the boundaries before there's a crisis or an issue or some serious situation that comes and you know how to react according to the boundaries and the values that you've already established and that you've laid down. So that's what we tried to unpack last week. Today we're going to be talking about building that parent-child relationship. Uh, and it's something really that you do all the days of your life. Uh, and so we're going to really start unpacking that a little bit today and, and talk about how, how is it that we build a healthy, positive relationship with our children, right? So uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer and then we'll jump, jump right into this. Father, thank you so much for your love for us and Thank you for the cross and for our salvation. And thank you, Lord, for the freedom that we have in Christ Jesus. Lord, I pray now that you would open up our hearts and our minds and help us to receive uh, your word today. Give us understanding of some of these principles that we can glean and pull from your word of how we are and can be uh, better parents and how we can show our children, children we love them and how we can raise them according to your word. I ask your blessings on our time together today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Before I get started, just let me put a disclaimer in here. Uh, really, everything that I'm teaching about parenting is based on the premise that you are building and establishing your individual self and your family around the Word of God. It's already kind of given that we've accepted Christ as our Savior and we're building our family and raising our children according to His values. So in this, I'm not saying a whole lot about accepting Christ as your Savior, but I want you to understand that's where it all begins. So if you're here today and Christ is not the center of your home and He's not at the core of your spiritual life, then that's where it must begin because you cannot build, you cannot build a, a healthy home really without Christ in the center of it. I mean, he is the one that builds the house and we build it upon the rock and the person of Jesus Christ. So that's kind of a given. And I hope you understand that as I continue to go through this series. That's where it all begins and then we're building upon that. Okay? So today we're talking about building this relationship uh, with our children. And here's a quote that I want you to get or a principle that I want you to get from the very beginning. The success of a parent hinges really on one thing. And it's that 
developing a positive relationship. Do I have that slide up, Byron? Developing that positive relationship with your children. So we've got to have that. We've got to be able to have a good, positive relationship with our children, built around the values of God's Word, built around, built around the person. Just go back, Byron. Uh, that's, I'm not ready for that one yet. Okay? So built around the person of Jesus Christ. So we've got to have that. So let me just try to get us broken into this, this topic a little bit, if you will. And let me ask you a few questions. Byron, go ahead and put that one up there. Here's a few questions I want you to think about for yourself. Number one, what is one favorite childhood memory that you did with your parents? Now just pause right there a moment. And I want you to think about when you were a child. Do you have any childhood memories of maybe places you went or things you did or activities that you were involved uh, with with your parents or with your parent or possibly it was grandparents that raised you, whoever it was that was raising you? Can you think of some good, fun memories that you had with that? Think about that. Can you? Yeah? Who wants to shout one out? Give me something. Camping? Shout it out. Family picnics, rodeo, basketball, whitewater rafting. Log cabin, Lake of the Ozarks as a family. Anybody else? Nursery runs. You know one thing I remember as a child? Every Sunday afternoon when I was a boy, uh, we would come home from church and dad would take us out in the front yard. And I have a sister that's 11 months older than me, okay? And he would take us out in the front yard, and dad was the quarterback for both teams, and we got out in the front yard while mom was preparing, uh, or I started to say Thanksgiving, but while she was preparing Sunday dinner, we would go out in the front yard, and he would be the quarterback for both teams, and we would run pass patterns, and we, one would be the defensive back, and the other would be the wide receiver, and we would just run these pass patterns all afternoon until we were called in for Sunday dinner. And then as soon as Sunday dinner was over, if we weren't at grandma's, it was a different story. But if we came home, that's what we did. And then as soon as Sunday dinner was over, after that, later in the evening, we'd go out and we had a basketball goal in our driveway. And I remember we used to play basketball in my driveway. So that's some, some, some memories that I have with, with my dad. A lot of other memories we have. But the point I want you to get is you never, ever forget those moments and those times that you spent with your parents, right? I mean, it seems like from, doesn't it just seem like it was yesterday that you were going on that to the cabin down at the Lake of the Ozark or that you were doing these events? Doesn't it just seem like it was yesterday that you were doing that? So those are things that, that because you spent time, you develop possibly, hopefully and prayerfully, a, a good relationship with your, with your parents. Let me give you the second question here. I want you to ponder and think on. The second question is this. What is a favorite memory of an activity that you did with your own children. Now, that's for those of us who are parents. Think about what's something you did with your own children. As they were growing up, as they were younger, if our, parent, if our children are, are older now and adults, or maybe they're still small, what, what, just ponder that. Think about that. What's some of the activities you did? Family trips? Family trips? Make cookies? Go to the zoo? Naps? That's a wonderful thing, isn't it? <laughs> How inspiring that can be, right? That's cool. Anybody else? 
you got, wait a minute, let me, let me back up here. Look what's laying on his chest right there, right? Now, Sierra, your job is to keep Chris awake during this sermon, okay? So don't let him take a nap right now, okay? All right. What, what's the matter? I missed one right here. Wrestling. wrestling with, yeah, with five boys in the house. I guess there's a lot of wrestling matches that take place. Sports? Is that what it was? Sports? I'm sorry, I missed. Sleepless night. Oh, a day. Look what he's holding back there, right? <laughs> that baby boy. Sleepless nights. I saw Becky. Well watching. Girl Scout camp. Mosquito pool to swim. All these are fantastic, guys. Don't, don't, uh, don't forget about those wonderful things. Now, I promise you, your kids are not forgetting that. As you're spending time with them and you're doing these activities, you're building a lifetime of memories that they are going to carry with them all the days of their lives. So the next question is, why is that important? You shout out some answers to me. Why is it important to build these shared memories with your children? Anybody? Relationship? Huh? Stay close together? That pretty much sums it up, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, to have a good, healthy relationship, it's important that we do some of these things. So I want to try to help you today develop this positive, healthy relationship with your children as the parent, as the child, okay? I think it's important that we, we cultivate that all the days of our life. And may I remind you, last week I shared with you that we never work ourselves out of a job as a parent. We always parent, right? There's just different stages. Now, the goal of raising our children is that they become independent, right? And that they kind of do their own thing, right? That's our goal. We don't want to have to have them dependent completely on us forever. Now, we want to be involved, but the goal is to raise an independent child that can have an independent family and raise their children, and, and, then, and it goes on and on, generation after generation, right? But how do we develop that good, healthy relationship? Well, if you have your sermon notes, and I, I printed off a sheet for everyone. Did you enjoy that? I don't typically do this, and I thought I would start with this series. Is that beneficial for you to have that? You like that? Yes or no? Yes, you like that? Okay, I'll just start doing that from now on and give it to you. Uh, but take that hand out there and fill in some blanks here as we move forward. And let's talk about how to develop a healthy, positive relationship with our children. I had Dustin come up earlier and read this passage of Scripture in Ephesians 6 and Colossians 3. But here's number one. We as parents must express unconditional love. Everybody say unconditional we must express unconditional love to our children. If we're going to have a positive relationship with our children, it's got to be grounded in their knowledge that they know that we love them unconditionally, right? Your, your children should not have to compete for your love. They should never feel like there's something they have to do to get you to love them more. And they also, also should know that there's nothing that they would ever do to cause you to love them any less. Okay? So my point is that we express to our children from that age to adults that we love them unconditionally. And that's what... I mean, go back one if you will, please, Byron. That's what Ephesians 6 is telling us. Listen to this. 
It says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and the instruction of the Lord. And then Colossians 3.14 says, And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together. So it's important that we pursue this, this relationship with our children and that they know that we love them unconditionally. Okay? Now, we don't only say that, but we've got to show that. So let me share with you about five ways that we can express and that we can show our children that we love them unconditionally. Number one is this. Just simply tell them you love them. Right? Just tell them. Start at a young age telling them verbally that you love them. Now, I know that's, that's difficult for some people. Some people say, well, I'm just not, I'm not the emotional kind and I don't express those types of feelings or that may be difficult for me. And I understand that. That's difficult for a lot of people. But you need to get past that as a parent, especially for your children. And they need to hear you tell them often, all the time, that you love them. I mean, my kids now are turning 27 and 24. And I still, when I talk to them on the phone, the last thing I say, I love you. And they'll be with their peers, and I'm, I'm kind of, I wonder what they're going to tell. Because they always told me they loved me growing up, right? I wonder when they get with their peers what they're going to say. You know what they say? Love you too. Wow! That's awesome, right? So we want our kids to know that we love them. In order to do that, the first thing is we simply have got to tell them. Tell them every single day. Tell them multiple times throughout the day, right? Don't ever let them doubt that you love them. And don't, do, don't just do the old man thing of telling them one time and that's all. And if it ever changes, I'll tell you again. You know, that's kind of sometimes how the way men think, right? We need to tell our children every single day that we love them. I know that's kind of a given. That's a little bit of a no-brainer. But I want to remind you about that. The second thing is this. Not only tell them that we love them, the second thing I want you to get is that we give hugs often. Hug your children. Touch your children, right? Embrace them. Let them feel the loving touch of a father and the loving hands of a mother. Embrace your children. Let them know that you love them simply by showing the physical affection to them. Oftentimes for a child, this particular model of affection in love is the very first role model for appropriate physical affection that a child would receive. And it kind of gives them something to base it off as they move forward. Right? So hug your kids. I remember now we homeschooled our kids uh, until uh, Kristen got into the sixth grade, until Tyler got into the ninth grade. Uh, then they went into public school, but we homeschooled all those foundational years, and then they went into public school. So telling our kids we loved them every day in the home was kind of just a given. Hugging our kids and embracing our kids and showing them that physical affection was a given. But whenever they went off to school, I kind of thought in the back of my mind, I don't want to embarrass them. But I want them to know I love them. You know what? We gave hugs all through public school, sporting events and different school activities and whatever the case may be. You see, if kids know that you love them unconditionally and they grow up with that physical affection of hugs and handshakes and high fives and busting knuckles and kisses, right? They're not going to be ashamed to share that with you when they get around their peers because they want and they're hungry to know that they're loved unconditionally. So we've got to tell them every day. We've got to hug them every single day. Hug your kids. Don't ever let that stop. 
no matter how old they get, as they get older, as they get into adolescence, as they get into the teenage years, they may try to pull away a little bit. That's when you got to dive in there that much harder. Right? Don't let them pull away from those hugs, right? I mean, we are a hugging church. I realize everybody comes to Victory is not a hugger, but we're a hugging family. And when we started the church, we just had a few of us, and so it's our church family. And so we just started hugging everybody in the church, right? That's the way we do, that we express love. And I realize that's awkward for some folks. They come in like, whoa, what? Hey, we love you, right? Boom. Give it a big man hug, right? And move on, right? So anyhow, do that with your kids. Number three, get this one. Listen to your children. Listen to them. Even at a young age, when they are talking to you, stop what you're doing and listen. Right? Now today, there's major distractions in our life that really wasn't in our life when we were raising our kids. Everybody didn't have a cell phone. We didn't live life on Facebook. Right? We didn't share everything that took place in our life on Facebook like we do today. So parents, let me tell you this. Put down your phones. Spend time with your kids. As your children are talking, you're scrolling Facebook. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, I'm listening. No, you're not. Don't let your kids compete for your time. Right? When they are talking, put down your devices. I promise you, you can make it within the next five minutes without looking at your phone. The world will be okay. You don't have to post the next conversation you have on Facebook. Put it down and spend time with your kids. And when they're talking to you, look them in the eyes and listen to them. You know what that tells them? What I'm saying is important. Dad is listening. Mom is listening. Don't let them compete for that time. You get what I'm saying? So when your kids are talking, I don't care how trivial it may be or what's going on, stop what you're doing. And you may be doing chores around the house, Mom. And I know you're busy. My goodness, everything that a mother does as a home is overwhelming to me. And how they can do it all at the same time is even more overwhelming to me. But when your child comes up to you and they want to tell you something, stop. Stop doing the dishes. Stop folding the laundry. Stop vacuuming the house. Stop dusting. Right? And pay attention to your child and listen. That communicates that you love them unconditionally. Number four, spend time together. That's kind of a no-brainer. We talked about these memories that we had with our parents. We talked about some of these events that we've done with our children. But spend good quality time together. And you say, well, I just don't really have the money to do all that. You don't need money to do that. Right? I remember when we first moved here, we didn't know hardly anyone. The very first family that we met, other than, other than Terry and another family in the church, the very first ma- family we met, other than them, and they're sitting on the back row, was Marie Billingsley. Because we rented an apartment that her brother had built. And so that was the first family that we knew. Other than that, we didn't know anyone. So you know what we do on Sunday afternoons? I mean, here we are. We're 650 miles away from any grandparents. We're not close to any cousins. We don't really know anybody. So you know what we did? We just go to Chevy Park in Mascuda, little community park. And we'd go to the park and we'd turn the kids loose on the playground equipment and let them play. Debbie and I would go sit on this swing. It's still there today. This big bench swing and it kind of just goes back. Big, big love seat type bench swing. 
We'd sit there. You know what we'd sit there and do? We'd sit there and cry. <laughs> oh, my goodness, what have we done, right? We don't know anybody. We don't have any friends. We don't have any people. There's nobody to hang out with. What do we do? We're all alone. We're by ourselves. I'm, I'm not kidding you. We cried, right? Then we'd get off that bench and quit feeling sorry for ourselves and get out there and play with our kids. And we'd get on that circle thing, and I'd put them on, and I'd spin them just as fast as I could spin them around that thing. They started falling off, and then I'd grab them real quick and... Right? I mean, that's what's wrong with Tyler today, right? <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but just spend time with your kids. We're a big gaming family. We love to play games. Get around the table. We're playing cards. We're playing some game. Well, it was board games back in the day when they were smaller. It was wrestling in the living room floor. Uh, we, we spent time together. You see, we were raised also in the day, we raised our kids early on. We didn't have flat panel TVs and remote controls. We had furniture TVs. You guys know what I'm talking about? Big box, you pledge the top of that thing and keep this big wooden box looking good. And, you know, you put all those decorations on the top. Well, we had an RCA TV, okay? I mean, it's one of the prized possessions that Debbie and I bought when we first got married. I mean, it was a piece of furniture. How many know what I'm talking about, right? Okay, you guys know what I'm talking about. It had no remote control. So I had to create a remote control. You know what I did? I spent quality time with both Tyler and Kristen and taught them how they could lay on the floor and with their toes they could reach up there and they could change the channels on the TV. Right? You remember that? <laughs> See, that's one of the things that he remembers. I remember how my dad taught me to be the remote control. Right? Oh, I'm just saying, guys, spend good time, quality time. One of the things that, that we did, especially when Tyler was younger, uh, I mean, Sunday afternoons after church, we always had a basketball goal, and we're in the front driveway shooting hoops, playing basketball. We're in the back jumping on a trampoline. I mean, we're doing something all the time together. And you know what? We still, that's, to me, that's the most cherished time on the entire calendar for the week, to be able to spend time as a family together. And guys, don't be so busy that you forget that. That's how you show that unconditional, unconditional love, spending good quality time together. Also, mom and dad, let me share this with you also on this same point. This is a great opportunity for you to pass on your skills and your traits down to your children. Now, if you know me, I'm a, I'm a car guy, right? A NASCAR fan, and I love detailing and cleaning cars, and I love mechanicing on cars to a degree. I'm not a super mechanic. I've rebuilt some engines and done some things of that nature. Uh, but I love mechanicing on cars. So whenever I'm out in my garage, back when Tyler was small, I say, hey, come out here with me. I want to teach you how to change a tire. I want to show you what I'm doing here. I want to show you how to change oil. I want to show you how to clean one up. Now, remember, you've got to detail those tires, right? You can't just wash the car and not detail the tires. That's like putting on a nice suit and old dirty work boots. Right? So I would teach him how these things. The same thing with Debbie. She would have Kristen in the kitchen teaching her how to cook and clean and make and bake and do all these things. I mean, spend good quality time passing your traits and your skills down to your children. Right? Good stuff. Number five, another fifth way that we show our children that we love them unconditionally is love them even when they misbehave. Now, I put this one in there for you guys because my kids have never misbehaved. I'm kidding, okay? Obviously, I'm kidding. So I want you to get this. 
whenever your kids have misbehaved, it's very important that you show them, tell them, instill in them that you love them even when they misbehave. Now that conversation goes something like this. Son, because I love you, this is going to hurt you worse than it's going to hurt me. (laughs) We all had that conversation growing up, right? No, seriously. Whenever you need to discipline your child, it's important that you instill in their hearts and in their brains and in their minds that, yes, I do love you. And because I do love you, I love you so much that I don't want you to go down this path and I don't want you to go that direction. Do you understand what you did that broke our core values as a family? First lesson we taught, right? Are you with me? Do you understand what you did that broke our core values as as a family? And those core values are based on what? The Word of God, right? They're based on the principles, the teachings of God's Word. These are our core values. You broke those. Now, I want you to understand, we don't live life like that. We don't do that. We want to strive our best to live for the Lord because He loves us so much. He gave His Son. I mean, it's a great time to even share the gospel right before you discipline. I'm going to get on discipline here in a couple of weeks. I'm not real sure how that's going to be received here in the 21st century, but I'm going to share it with you anyway, Okay. My point is, communicate. Now, let me just say something about discipline. I'll go ahead and say it here, and I will say it again later. You never discipline when you are angry. If you need to take some cool-off time, you go cool off. And you come back and deal with it when you can deal with it level-headed, okay? And I'll talk about that later. But show love, even when they make a mistake. You know, don't, don't belittle them or put them down. Okay, so let's move on a little further. So, number two, as far as how to develop a positive relationship with your children, express unconditional love to them. I gave you five ways. There's, there's many more ways, but that's five ways to get us started, okay? Number two is this, as far as how do we develop this positive, healthy relationship with our children. Number two, be involved in their lives at all ages. Everybody say involved. Now, that takes you taking the initiative to be involved in their life, at all ages. I don't care how old they get. You see, now I realize, I understand you, you parents have some different challenges today that we really didn't have. You know, and social media and these cell phones have really kind of changed, set the cell of a family a completely different direction. And you have to navigate that very wisely, if you will. But here's what I want you to get. Be involved in their lives. And I, I do a lot of counseling with families and married couples and different folks that just need to get a little bit of direction. And as I ponder and dig around in here a little bit, I'll ask, who are their friends on Facebook? Oh, I don't know. I never get on their Facebook account. Boom, red flag. Right? Who are they hanging? Listen, if, if those friends are coming to your house, you would know who's there. So it's very important that we monitor what's going on even in their social life on these devices. Are you with me? Say amen or oh me, but I want you to stay with me right here. We've got to intentionally be engaged and be involved in their life at all ages. And as we're doing that, we're instructing them based off of what? Our core values that you guys established last week, right? That's why that was message number one. If you don't have that in place, 
it's going to be difficult to do anything else in the home. You've got to establish that. So if you didn't do that homework last week, you don't know what your core values are, you've got to stop and go back and get that set, okay? Because everything else is going to be based off of that. So now I'm involved in my kids' life. Let me read a couple of verses of Scripture to you, and I'm going to hit them real quick. Proverbs 1, 8 through 10. I think I may have them on the slide here for you. Proverbs 1, 8 through 10 says, Listen, my son, to your father's... What's the next word? Instruction. Listen, my son, to your father's instruction. And don't reject your mother's what? Teaching. Question, what's mom and dad doing? Instructing and teaching. Next verse. Proverbs 3, 1 through 7. My son, don't forget my teaching. Proverbs 3, 1 through 7. Don't forget my teaching. What is the parent doing? Teaching. Next verse, Proverbs 4, 1 through 4. Listen, my sons, to a father's discipline and pay attention so that you may gain understanding. For I am giving you good instruction. Don't abandon my teaching. And when I was a son, my father... And tender and precious to my mother, he taught me. So let me ask you a question here. What is the father and the parent involved in with their children according to these verses of Scripture? What are they doing? They're teaching. They're instructing. What did their parents do to them according to this passage of Scripture? Taught them. So guys, listen. I don't think there's ever a point in our life where we can hand off our children to the public school system and say, I need you guys to teach them. Nor is there a time when we hand off our children to the church and say, hey, I think it's your, you guys' responsibility to teach them. No, 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 no. The responsibility to teach and be involved in the children's life rests on the parent. Are you with me? Now, the public school system, yeah, applaud rather. The public school system can help you. The church can help you, but you can't relinquish the responsibility to be involved at every stage and age of your children's life to instruct and to teach them. Are you with me? So be involved. Know, know who their friends are. Know what they're doing. You see, I remember when computers kind of came out and, we, and a, a computer was getting in everybody's home, right, for the very first time. And I remember we, we went to Sears bought our first computer, bought a compact Presario computer. You guys remember those? Now, that was back in the day when you went to the mailbox and you got a disc from, you tell me who it was from. AOL, AOL right? <laughs> you got a disc from AOL. And you signed up for your AOL. This thing called the Internet now had arrived. Now, boy, you should have heard the preaching in the churches that I grew up in the years coming into this Internet thing, Right? Maybe some good and whatever, but anyway, nonetheless, those came out. So I remember what we did. We said, okay, this computer in our home, because we made this decision based off of our core values, the computer in our home is not going to anybody's bedroom. It's going to stay right in the living room where everybody can see exactly what anybody is doing on this computer, right? We're not going to be able to hide anything. Boy, nowadays, you send kids home and with a little, just, you just buy them an iPod, right? And they have the app on there where you can get on the Internet, and they're laying in the bed till 2 or 3 in the morning. Who, God knows what they're looking at. But you as a parent need to pay attention. Say amen or oh me. They need to say oh me. You need to get involved right there at every age of what your kid is doing. So we, we would dial up to the Internet. Now, you've got to understand, back in the day when we dialed up, 
we had that little phone modem, and we clicked that AOL link. You remember that? So what you had time to do, you really had time to go dust and clean the house and sweep the floor and clean the bathrooms. We're getting on the Internet. And then all of a sudden, boom, we're connected. Then the first page would start to come up. And then you had about another five minutes. There it is. You know, 30 minutes later, you're on. Now, things are so fast today. Technology is advanced. Listen, I'm not against technology. I love it as much as anybody. I use it, and I try to use it for, for good, for positive posts and different things. But we've got to be involved with our children at all ages. Get connected. Be involved. Know what they're doing. Know who their friends at school are. You know what? one of the rules growing up at our house? All the kids, if they want to go to somebody's house and play, they come to our house. We had the trampoline. I put in the basketball goal. We had the big, well, not the big yard, but we had a fenced-in backyard where they could play and kind of be safe. Come here. Matter of fact, I'll get out there with you, and we will all play together. We'll climb trees. We'll play ball. We'll jump fence or run around the park, whatever it is. But I wanted to see who my kids' friends were. It's important that we stay involved in the life of our children, okay? So let's go a little further right here. Actually, here's a principle that I need you to get. Um, Actually, I think I may have a slide that I missed here for you. Many parents are involved. Uh, go Go to the slide, Byron, that says many parents are involved in the lives of their children when they are young, but involvement often decreases as the children get older. Why do you think that is? You tell me. Busy? What else? Yeah, kind of done. Which we're not, right? As parents. Kids become more independent. Right? Kids grow up, especially around 13, 12, 13 years old. Right? They want less to do with mom and dad, more to do with their peers. Kind of cramping my style a little bit, mom and dad being around here. So what do you do as a parent? You get, yeah, you cramp their style. You get more involved. You be intentional. You stay engaged through all of that, okay? So let me get to the principle. And I think you have a blank or two to fill in right here. Now let me get to the principle right here. Building a relationship with your children requires a commitment to you to be vitally involved in teaching, training, and guiding your children all the time in the ways of God. All right? So we've got to be intentional in teaching and training and guiding our children. All right? So I realize I'm on number two here. I've got to hurry. I'll, let me get these last couple here and I'll be done. Number three, and I'm talking about building this relationship. Number three, give praise and approval. Okay? Give praise and and approval. So whenever you're raising your children, encourage them. Don't ever, ever, ever. Let me read a few verses of Scripture to you, and I think I have this on the slide here. Talking about giving praise and giving approval, 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up. Encourage and what? Build up. Encourage and 
build up. Let me stop right there. I am amazed at sometimes I will listen to parents that will encourage and build up total strangers more than they encourage and build up their own children. Okay? It's important that you give that praise and approval to your children. It's important that you encourage them, that you build them up. Don't ever, ever say, and I've heard parents say this, you're about the dumbest kid I know. Don't ever say that to your children, okay? Ever. There's no place for that to ever come out from the lips of a parent to their children. You never amount to anything. Don't ever say that. And you may think, do parents say that? Yeah, they do. They really do. And they're destroying the self-esteem and the value of that child. Okay? So encourage one another and build one another up. Proverbs 12. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down, but a good word cheers it up. So spread some good, positive words of encouragement to your children. Ephesians 4.29 it says, no foul language is to come from your mouth, but only what is good for building up someone. Ephesians 6, 4, fathers, do not stir anger uh, or stir up anger in your children. Ephesians 4, 32, and be kind and compassionate to one another. Guys, does it go without saying that we need to be our children's number one cheerleader? We need to be there to encourage them. We, when they do something good, man, we need to get excited about that. When they do something bad, we also need to go there and, and correct that. But don't beat them up with words that we say. Just express to them the bad decision that was made, right? And how we've got to go the right direction. Does that make sense? So we've got to give praise and approval to our children as they progress through life. Give, let me give you the fourth one. As far as developing a positive relationship with your children, be sure that your relationship and your rules are balanced. Let me try to share with you what I'm trying to say here. What can happen in a home if you emphasize discipline without a loving relationship? On the opposite side of the coin, what happens in the home when all you do is emphasize a loving relationship and no discipline? Both are off kilter. Both will lead to trouble and heartache. There's a place for discipline. There's a place for loving, kind relationship. We've got to find the balance there. Okay? Does that make sense? We've got to do that in the home. Let me close with this. And there's more can be said about there, but I just want to close it out here. Let me give you one final thought. And this is something I want you to think about. Because life's going to happen. Your children are going to get older. Think about this. Just as God pursues a loving relationship with you, even so... You, as a parent, should pursue that loving relationship with your children. Okay? Now, when the kids are younger and growing up, and even as teenagers, even in high school, and even early years of college, they don't really understand what life is about. They're still learning. Right? So it's important for us as a parent that we pursue that relationship with our children. It looks like this. 
as your children grow older, there's going to start to be a gap that's going to form between you and them. And it's called independence. It's called living out their own life. But here's a mistake, key word, here's a mistake that some parents make. They're out there just trying to be the person you've raised them to be, an independent, responsible adult, right? That's the goal. That's what we're trying to raise. And when they get out there and do that, and you find that they are not dependent upon you for every little thing, now sometimes parents get their feelings hurt. And they say, well, my children must not love me anymore. No. They're doing exactly what you've trained them and raised them to be and do. Here's what our responsibility is as a parent. Go ahead, Byron, next slide. Our responsibility as a parent is to build and maintain a bridge. Because you know what our kids are as they get older? They become an island that's out there in the world. We're over here. This is where we raise them. They're older now. They've become independent. They're now adults. Boom, they're over here on their island. And oftentimes parents say, my kids don't love me anymore. They're out there. They don't call. They're not. Listen, they're trying to figure life out. They're busy, right? They're trying to launch careers and trying to make ends meet. Man, they're busy. So what do we have to do as parents? As parents, it's our responsibility to build the bridge into their life even when they are adults. Are you with me? So my responsibility as a parent Build and maintain the bridge. The bridge of communication, the bridge of love, the bridge of support, the bridge of wisdom, the bridge of guidance, the bridge of instruction. All the things that I was doing as a parent when they were little, I'm now doing the same thing, but now I've got to go across the bridge and I've got to package it a little bit different because they're adults now, but I'm still parenting. Right? And whose responsibility is it to build the bridge? Say it. Whose responsibility is it to build the bridge? Parents. Whose responsibility is it to build the bridge? Parents. One more time. Whose responsibility is it to build the bridge? Parents. I can't tell you how many families I've seen grow apart because mom and dad got their feelings hurt because little Johnny turned out to be an independent man raising his family and they did not build the bridge. Now, when you build the bridge, it then becomes an easy two-way street. But the kids don't understand that when they're first getting started, right? Are you with me? So as you build the bridge, now it's great flow back and forth across the bridge. So my job as a parent is to build a bridge. Right? Tyler, Megan, Kristen up in Champaign. I'm building bridges, right? That's so we can run across those things and stay engaged because they're living life. I'm picking on them because they're here, obviously, and they're young, married, and I was there. And we learned some lessons at that age of some mistakes that we made. So I want to be able to go back and help a little bit with some counsel, advice, and guidance 
You do your own thing. You live your life. I understand that. I'm not trying to get in there and take the driver's seat. But I want a parent. But it's important for us to build those bridges. Are you with me? All right. So I'm talking about building these healthy relationships with our children. We've, that's a big responsibility. I hope and pray this has been a blessing to you, that, that it's helped you a little bit uh, of, of trying to develop that with your children. You can dig down in all those points that I mentioned and go a little deeper in all of them, but I've kept you way too long already, so I'm going to dismiss. I'm not even going to have the band come back up. We'll just dismiss right here. Yeah, all hearts and minds clear. Anyone with a word or a testimony or maybe uh, an announcement that I need to make before we dismiss? It's warm in here, isn't it, guys? Are you guys as hot as I am? All right, so maybe we'll try to work on that. Yeah, it is thick. This NASCAR shirt is thick. All right. All right, let me pray for you, and, uh, and then we'll dismiss. Father, thank you so much for our church family. Thank you, Lord, for your word, and thank you, God, for, for parents that, that love, genuinely, truly love their children. I pray, God, you bless them. I pray, God, you bless every family that's represented here today. And, Lord, that you just help them to develop these great relationships one with another. Our roles change somewhat as our children get older, but we never stop parenting. We never stop building a bridge. We never stop showing that unconditional love for them. And Father, I pray you bless every family that's here. Help us in this world today that seems to be so dysfunctional and apart from your word. Help us to build these Christian homes based on the core values from the Word of God. Bless every mom and dad that's here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us for this message from the Word of God. We know that the truth you have just heard will change your life if you believe it and intentionally apply it. If you need someone to pray with, or maybe you just want someone to talk to, please call us at 618-622-9360. That's 618-622-9360. Or you can email us at victory at victorychurchonline.net. If you're interested in obtaining more teaching materials, or if you'd like to partner with us in this ministry, please contact us. You can email or call, or send a request to 715 Lake Point Center, Suite 109, O'Fallon, Illinois. 62269. Come and check us out on the web at www.victorychurchonline.net. And again, we thank you and are glad you could join us.